What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we are diving deep on Tesla's CapEx capital expenditures, basically money they spend ahead of time on factories and robots for future growth. Um, we got some very interesting insight here um, from Tesla's 10Q filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission. It's like a bunch of pages, a bunch of information, but there's one really interesting nugget that I wanted to focus on in this video that I personally been expecting on, which is Tesla's CapEx, capital expenditures, um, this money they're spending for future growth. And that's such an important indicator because depending on how much money they're spending for future growth, we can get a lot of insights on how many factories they're building, how fast that ramp is going, you know, how much is it costing them to put up these new factories relative to their old factories so they're getting more efficient at capital spending? How is that battery production uh, leg where they're vertically integrating with the 4680 going to impact the capital expenditure flow of the company? That's so, so fascinating and curious and was one of my biggest questions from Battery Day was, okay, so we have this amazing technology, we need to scale up and ramp, you know, what is it going to look like to scale and ramp this technology? How much is that going to cost us? We're spending billions around the world on factories just to build cars if we're going to be building batteries too we're going to be spending billions as well i'll just show you the 10q here um this is the big part of the 10q i think it's on page 45 they say um we currently expect our capital expenditures to be at the high range of 2.5 to 3.5 billion in 2020 and increase to 4.5 to 6 billion in each of the two next fiscal years so this is a huge deal um i mean this is a huge increase in the amount of capex that we're projecting here from tesla um you know basically at least up 2 billion per year on the minimum range up to 6 billion a year that the most uh, capex that Tesla's ever had in a year is about 4 billion so they're guiding that their capex will go to much higher levels or at least a little bit higher levels than it ever has um, which is totally normal because they're delivering like you know quadruple as many cars as they were when they had that 4 billion in capex number so the amount of capex per per unit of vehicle is just falling off the cliff despite the fact they're going to battery production which is insane um, but even so we are going to expect these capital expenditures to ramp and it's interesting here they say we expect that the cash we can generate from our core operations will generate be sufficient to cover our future capital expenditures and to pay down our near-term debt obligations, although we may choose to seek alternative financing sources. For example, we expect that part of our investment in future factories will be funded through indebtedness arranged through local financial institutions such as credit facilities that our local subsidiary has entered it, uh, into support and construction production at Gigafactory Shanghai. So they're also saying here they may uh, basically capbacks may be lim limited at factories going forward if they can secure local financing, which is a new model they set up in Shanghai. Um, and I also love the fact that they're basically saying here, like, we have enough cash from our core operations and on our balance sheet to fund all of this CapEx um, and to pay for, you know, all of the debt we have. So we don't need to raise money um, to pay for all of this CapEx. Like, we have the cash in the bank. And if you remember, Tesla's cash piled up to, you know, 14 billion, 14 and a half billion last quarter, a record. Like, they literally have 14 billion on their balance sheet. So spending, you know, four to six billion in the next, uh, each year, the next two years to grow on factories seems like a very, very appropriate amount. And they could still raise capital, you know, strategically here and there if they need to, but they're saying like, if we needed to fund this all out of pocket, we could, we're not relying on the capital markets for growth. And this is really impressive. I mean, Tesla's, you know, look at all the machinery they have. You saw battery day, all those videos, you know, you see, if you've been in the Tesla factory, you know, they have like, like it's so much equipment, millions and billions of dollars worth of this massive equipment and robotics. So incredible that the core business is able to pay for all of those ro robotics for future factories that aren't generating revenue. You know, Berlin, um, the expansion to China, Shanghai, uh, the, you know, Austin factory, um, you know, these facilities aren't necessarily generating revenue for a long time, yet Tesla's spending hundreds of millions of cash flow, if not billions, to build out these facilities. And they can do that with the money they're getting from those other factories. So you think about Tesla, they have like one factory up and running around the world, maybe one and a half, which 
Shanghai, yet they can use the cash flow from one and a half factories to simultaneously fund the construction of three new factories. And each one of those factories now is moving a step down in vertical integration with battery production. So the point I'm making here is it's incredible that Tesla is able to fund all of this in-house. And although they're upping their CapEx guidance here, the real story is that Tesla's efficiency per uh, you know vehicle, the amount of CapEx per vehicle um, for what they're doing is incredible. And the pace of innovation here, I mean, this is the evidence that we're seeing over time if you smooth out that CapEx with vehicle production and show how much capital expenditures they're spending per you know new unit of vehicle production, it's falling off of a, of a cliff. And this is direct financial improvement of all of these innovations that they're making at the factory floor, the pace of innovation. You know, this is the financial evidence we're seeing of Tesla's vertical integration strategy that started in 2014 with the Gigafactory really start to you know, pay off like crazy. And so you think about what Tesla's doing with batteries. It's not just that. They're also going into mining here um, with this new kind of clay extraction mine in Nevada, apparently a much cheaper mining method than, than typical lithium, but that's still going to require, you know, that's another step down in the vertical supply chain. It, and I even skipped the step, which is the cathode production they're doing as well. So Tesla, you know, here they're building cars, doing all the CapEx for that. Now they're saying we're going to build batteries, the 46A, you do all the CapEx for that. Then they're going to do the cathode too. No one's expecting them to do that. More CapEx for that and the mining, more CapEx for that. So we knew this was going to be an onslaught of capital spending. I've been expecting um, Tesla to ramp their CapEx like crazy to, to do all this. And I'm honestly, frankly, if they can really do all this crazy stuff with just four and a half to six billion, that is so efficient. Let's take a dive in hypercharts in the number here. You can see the quarterly CapEx peaked at about 1.2 billion a quarter, which is basically 5 billion a year, basically what they're saying it's going to be. And that was just to ramp model three to like 200,000 units, 300,000 units a year. So you know, you, you see how much more efficient they're getting here with Model Y ramping in the US with Gigafactory Shanghai ramping with Model 3 and Model Y and Berlin and Austin. In Q3, their CapEx was just a billion dollars, not even as much as 2017, despite their ramping three vehicle programs, not just one. And so, and they were ramping the battery facility. So, um, but, you know, this CapEx is going to keep going. So I think they're going to have a, you know, CapEx over a billion a quarter um, going forward for the next two years. That's basically what they're guiding here. I think it's an average of like, what, 1.25, 1.5 billion a quarter. Um, so that's what we can expect. But it's just so, you know, it's basically that 1.2 billion a quarter they have with the Model 3. So I'm really impressed. And on an annual guidance or annual level, um, you can see how they did hit that 4 billion number in 2017. Um, this year, it looks like they're going to be around 3.5 billion, the high end of that range. Next year, in between that 4.5 and 6, I just use the midpoint here. And then same with 2021 or 2022. And so you can see this, you know, step up in cash flow as Tesla ramps all these vehicle programs. But you have to remember if you adjust this for the amount of cars they're building, I mean, it's it's no chance. Like how many cars did Tesla deliver in 2017? Like a hundred thousand cars. I mean, they were really setting up for 2018 where they delivered 250,000 cars. So we'll give them that. But they spent 4 billion on CapEx the year before. You know, now Tesla's getting ready to build 2 million cars, you know, by the end of 2022. And their CapEx is only, you know, 30 or 40% more than it was. So they're literally, I mean, it's just, it's, it's incredible the efficiencies here. So I'm extremely hyped about this number. You know, I, this has kind of been what I'd be curious about. Cause I'm like, okay guys, like we're going to have to build 10 of these Cato road battery production lines in Austin. That's going to cost, you know, billions of dollars. Where, what's going to happen? Where's the plan? And so now we're starting to see that plan come out in the financial documents. So really exciting stuff. Um, would love to know what you think in the comments below here. I mean, Tesla, um, we all knew this was coming. We're all, we're expecting it, but it's great to finally have a number for it. Um, and there you go. Nerding out in the 10 Q, the first principles of finance, you know, reading these SEC filings. There's so many incredible nuggets 
nuggets of information here. Um, and this uh, new CapEx guidance is just one more example of that. So anyway, this is hyperchange. We know Tesla is planning to spend billions of uh, dollars to, to pump out, you know, billions of battery cells to truly change the world and electrify uh, the planet. And, uh, you know, I think the amazing part here is the amount of cash flow the business generated. Last uh, quarter, the business generated $2.4 in operating cash flow. Yes, there was a $600 million working capital swing. Let's take that out. That's $1.8 in operating cash flow in a quarter. You know, that's more than Tesla's CapEx guidance. So even today, if we don't grow, the business is totally going to cover all of these expenses. And so... I mean, that is that is where this is where the flywheel's gotten so exciting, incredible for Tesla. I mean, Elon Musk can fund himself now. He doesn't need to rely on the capital markets. Um, they're pumping out enough cash flow to fund all of these R&D projects and funnel billion. I mean, Tesla's gotten to where they were on a shoestring budget with their hands tied behind their back, always searching for cash, never having enough money. And now they sort of, you know, reined all that in, were extremely financially disciplined as they ramped the Model 3, turned the company around, got to profitability, and now they've sort of reassessed and are re-greenlighting all of these incredible projects, um, which are going to lead to, you know, the next generation battery technology. No cars in 2025 are going to be competitive um, that are selling new without a cell-to-structure format, which is a totally new way to build the electric vehicle that Tesla's pioneered. And, you know, they're going to require billions of dollars to set up the factories that are going to build those cars that are going to change the world that nobody's going to be able to compete with. And this is the building they're spending now is to get this massive competitive advantage five years from now. That's what we're really talking about. Anyway, this is Hyperchange. Would love to know what y'all think um, in the comments below. Happy Monday. See you next time. Peace.